Welcome to the Excuse My African podcast. My name is Stella Damasis and I am your host. Join me as I take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood African girl abroad. In this episode, I will talk about a modern day shiro, Josephine Effa Chukuma. I personally am excited to talk about her because I know her personally. I have worked with her when I was in Nigeria. Um, I was an ambassador for her project and we became very close. She is an amazing person and I am so honored to be celebrating her today. And my mission for this month for celebrating modern day shiros and starting from my country is so that we remember these women for who they are, what they are, what they have done, and the contributions they made to their society and to the world at large. It is important that we do not miss out on these people when it comes to the history of women who did great things. My mission is the same way people talk about Rosa Parks all over the world and the rest of them is the way we should talk about people like Stella Adadevo and Josephine Effa Chukuma. Very important. Introducing you to Josephine Effa Chukuma is she's breaking the silence. She's the one who broke the silence globally surrounding domestic abuse in Nigeria by providing counseling services, legal advice and representation and temporary housing at the country's first battered women's shelter, Nigeria's first battered women's center. I heard about Josephine, or Aunt Josephine, as I call her, um, from a friend of mine. Uh, she knew that I was really, really interested in domestic violence, and she said, oh, there's something happening somewhere. You might want to meet with this woman, get to know her you know, and find out what it is that she does. You might be interested because everyone around me, they all know um, that I am the first to speak about domestic violence, girl-child education, early marriages, uh, female genital mutilation, um, VVF, and the rest of them. I'm such a huge advocate for those things. And when I met her, it just took off from there. I saw her vision. I went to her foundation i went to um it's called project alert nigeria um i went there i sat with her her staff and the women there who had been battered who she was helping my life totally changed and josephine is the first person to formally address issues related to violence against women in nigeria and by establishing the country's first shelter telephone hotline and newsletter for battered women She's not only providing valuable services to the women in need of immediate assistance, but also working to deconstruct the taboos that prevent efforts to fight domestic and sexual violence in Africa and around the developing world. It is crazy to know that women all over Africa, it seems like a taboo to even talk about it, to mention it, that you were beaten, especially by a partner you know, that you were hit by a husband or your boyfriend or a lot of things have happened that will shock you. Um, even pouring acid on a woman's body just because you had a fight with her or because she was rude and some men just get up and pour acid on their bodies, you know, put iron on their bodies and just hit them, especially in front of their children. 
And growing up in Africa, a lot of women are taught never to open their mouths to complain or to report their husbands. It's a taboo to do that. But Josephine has developed an effective holistic approach to helping battered women. She provides a safe place and accommodation for victims and their children. She offers group and individual counseling, resettlement services, legal advice and advocacy. She plans to launch similar initiatives in every city in Nigeria and would like to spread her model to other regions of the developing world. I can attest to this, ladies and gentlemen, because I have worked with her. I have spoken to the women that have come in to complain about what they've gone through with their husbands. I've seen their children. I went to the shelter to visit their children. I was given an award by Project Alert for being an ambassador. So I can tell you a lot about it. We created a PSA for it. I know when they were going to court. I know how many times we have gone to different orphanages who have taken the children from the victims, you know, and all of that. It's a crazy job that she does. And sometimes I don't understand how it is becoming a thankless job because people like this should be honored every year. People like this should be remembered. People like this should be celebrated because I have seen firsthand the kind of work that she does. I have also seen firsthand how much or how many times in a day she's threatened by men, by the husbands of these women that she's taking care of, that she's put in a shelter by fathers of the little girls that have been raped by their own fathers. I'm telling you, they call her, they threaten her, they take her to court. She's sued like almost every other month. She has to continue to fight regardless of the threat that she's facing, regardless of the dangers that her family, you know, are likely to face. Domestic violence is shrouded in silence in Nigeria. That's what everyone should understand. People don't talk about it. Law enforcement don't talk about it enough. Although it is by no means a rarity, that's the thing. It is in almost every other home. It is not rare. It is not scarce. It is everywhere you look. Women who discuss this problem are typically shamed by their neighbors. And many people still believe men have the right to use beating to maintain control of the household, which is something that women are raised with as they grow older which is very sad. As a result, cases of domestic violence are rarely ever reported and law enforcement authorities generally refuse to intercede. Even when calls are made, I have experienced this firsthand when a woman said to me, to my face, that she went to the police and they said, look, ma'am, this man has married you. He married you in a traditional way as well. We are law. We do not interfere with tradition. So if he's beating you, take it to the family take it to wherever you go, take it to the chief of your neighborhood, which is crazy. And she lost all hope. If the police will not help me, the neighbors will laugh at me. My parents will send me back because you cannot run away from your husband's house. What do I do? Some women die in their houses. It is crazy. In fact, abuse is so commonly accepted and so rarely reported that officially domestic violence does not exist. People don't even want to mention it. However, the citizen sector organization No Safe Haven reports that in Nigeria, between November 1999 and December 2000, most of the women that were murdered were victims of domestic violence. True. Indeed, rates of beatings unreported to authorities and the severity of reported cases have escalated remarkably over the last decade. Responses to incidents are generally on an ad hoc basis. 
a fact that has hindered human rights organizations' capacity to respond to the causes of this grave problem. The primary tactic employed by women's organizations is the press release that condemns violent or inhumane acts against women and calls for the arrest and prosecution of the culprits, which is rarely ever done anyway. However, the intervention ends there, with no follow-up service to the victims or their dependents. Josephine's initiative is the first to address the problem of domestic abuse on all fronts, effectively focusing on prevention and assistance as much as on education and advocacy. She founded Project Alert on Violence Against Women in 1999 after working for the Constitutional Rights Project as a program officer in charge of women and children's issues. Although she came in contact with many battered women at the Constitutional Rights Project, the organization did not have a specific initiative to address domestic abuse. So based on her experience, Josephine realized the need for a project that specifically monitored and reported women's rights abuses and also provided practical support services to victims. Project Alert was the first such organization in Nigeria. As director of Project Alert, Josephine's first initiative was to create the newsletter called Violence Watch. The newsletter was published to increase awareness and to give women a place to voice their feelings and frustrations. Josephine also secured additional funding to produce a television miniseries on domestic abuse. She has done everything that she can with all forms of media, with everything, with advocacy to try and bring up this issue, regardless of how difficult it has been. Based on the initial success of the newsletter and realizing that it would take a broader and more direct effort to curb violence against women, Josephine set up services for legal and psychological counseling. In most cases, her organization dealt with women who revealed that the absence of a safe haven outside the family house contributed greatly to the incidence and severity of domestic abuse. Josephine found that in order for counseling services to be effective, battered women needed shelter from their partners and time to identify more long-term solutions. She then established Nigeria's only temporary residence for abused women and their children as a pilot project in Lagos signifying for the first time that violence in homes is a serious problem that can no longer be ignored. She intends to spread this initiative all across Nigeria. I could go on and on, but I would really like for you to, if you're listening to this podcast, to please go on the internet, Google Josephine F. Chukuma. Know all about her history, what she's done, where she's been, everything that she has you know, received and the things that she's still going through. She's also a founding member of the National Association of Women Journalists and a member of the National Task Force on Comprehensive Sexuality Education in Nigeria. She's written publications on violence against women. I'll encourage you to look for these publications and read them. It will give you so much information on domestic abuse in Nigeria. Um, she has written No Safe Haven, Breaking the Silence, Women's Rights, uh, Human Rights, and she has also written Eliminating Discrimination Against Women. I would like for you guys to do as much research as you can and so you can understand why we have to keep celebrating women like this. I have worked with her to the point that we have done rallies. There was a lady that was killed years ago by her husband. And at the end of the day, um, because the man was the one that was alive, the woman could not defend herself. He went to court. 
I do not know what they did. And the court released him. And Josephine was mad. She was like, no, this is not going to happen. This man has to be brought to justice. And she called some of us. We came out there. We did press conferences. We did rallies. And we insisted that the body of the late woman be released so that a proper autopsy will be done to prove that she was murdered by her husband who had continuously beaten her in the past. So we succeeded in getting the body to be released. And at the end of the day, they discovered that the man murdered his wife and he was sent to prison. We do not have a lot of cases like this that have been successful, but she's still pushing. I have seen the benefits of taking care of these women in the shelter and their children, putting them in temporary schools until a permanent solution is found. I've seen her bring in her lawyers, give legal advice to these women, bring in psychologists to give them counseling, which is not an easy thing to do because everything that she does is pro bono. These women don't pay a dime. Their children don't pay a dime. They are fed by kind donations from people, you know, the legal the court trips, you know, taking them to school, counseling them, all the members of staff that take care of all of them and work in the office of the Project Alert building and all of that, all of that, she has to pay their salaries, but it has to come from donations from people. So all I'm asking is do your research, Google her, find out as much as you can. And if God touches your heart at some point, please feel free to do all you can to donate to Project Alert Nigeria. But most importantly, let us celebrate this amazing modern-day shiro, Josephine Effa Chukuma. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email, excusemyafrican at gmail.com, or visit the website, excusemyafrican.com, for more details. Remember to stay positive and give love. <music>